Oh, today's guest is none other than Mark Gaysford. Second time he's been on. He is box office. You know him. He's that guy who does the videos on LinkedIn that reach hundreds of thousands and almost millions of people. He's got a talent for marketing. He's so into marketing that he's going to sell it to recruiters now. And I'm not surprised because he's very good at it. I tell you, if I was as good as him, I think I would too. If I enjoyed getting into the detail of video and in media as much as he does, and if I was as talented on camera and creatively, then why the hell wouldn't you? I'm not surprised at all. Um, fair play to him. I think he's going to steer into his strengths here, and I'd say he'll do really well. And I wish him the best. Always an entertaining guest. Um, we did this a couple of weeks ago. I've just been slammed, trying to make ends meet, as we all are at the moment. So I'm just kind of catching up on some of this stuff. But uh, let me know if you've enjoyed this. Please do let me know if you're enjoying the podcast. Um, hope you're all tuning into the scale series that we're doing, where we're trying to grow our recruitment company and document it in real time with our strategic advisor, Andy Hallett. I've got some great ideas for that. If you're struggling with any part of your own recruitment startup, why don't you reach out to me and I'll uh, I'll see if I can help you out or I'll, I'll see if I can do something on the podcast with the scale series in our own business to fix this, fix whatever problem it is. Um, all the information's out there. So it's just about grabbing the world-class expert and making it happen. So that, that's what we've done today. Hope you've enjoyed, Mark. And uh, if you're looking for a bit of help with your marketing and you're in recruitment, he's your man. All right, catch you later. Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. We have the one and only Mark Gase for today. How are you? Say it like that. Hello, how are you? Awful, pretty awful. Oh yeah, <laughs> awful. I'm I'm over this. Um, so I was doing okay, I was doing okay, and then I got a bit run down. Um, so I've kind of been coughing and stuff. Not too sure what it is, but we're three weeks into it, so I think I'm, I'm kind of on the other side. But that meant that I stopped exercising a little bit, and then I started drinking a bit more. We've all done that. And I thought, who? Can I call as a bastion of ma- of ma- male mental health? Champion, <laughs> the man that the man that's solving middle age problems everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus! <laughs> the nut job with ADHD. That's probably the better way to describe yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> my brain, honestly, I will tell you what, though. In all seriousness, on that, my my brain, I love it. I mean, I've had, I've had a bit of a cabin fever myself as well with this whole thing because it's just going on too long. But I, my 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 ADHD brain absolutely loves this because we're in the middle of a crisis and mm. it just literally won't switch off. It runs at like three thousand miles an hour, trying to trying to find solutions and opportunities and and, and that I, I absolutely get off on that kind of stuff when it gets into the. You know, oh, we've got an idea and we need to set up processes and systems. Oh, bleh, boring. No. Absolutely boring. But the idea itself, my brain runs a million miles an hour on that stuff. So uh, I, I, before we recorded, we're kind of talking about a bit of that. Um, we, we were pivoting before this 
And one of the things I realized was, um, like I was a really good senior consultant, you know, uh, not really good at doing what I was told, but like <laughs> me too, <laughs> I could I could join the dots pretty good and and make money. And then I kind of figured out I could be creative and do that as well. Um, but what I never really got was that journey of my career where I was scaling teams and and yeah. all the rest. So, you know, luckily because I had the podcast, I was able to know where to look for for that gap in my skill set. So we. We, we engaged a, a guy called Andy Hallett and, uh, and he's been ripping through, let's say, everything, <laughs> putting all the systems and processes and procedures. And Charlotte's pretty good like that, yeah. but never had the big business experience like you would get at uh, doing that for S3 for 20 years like him. Yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, for us, that transition from a lifestyle business to what we need to do to build something that's bigger than us it's, it's interesting though, isn't it because it can be advantageous not having that that sort of level of experience because you kind of do things on gut reaction or what you think or feel is the right thing to do and especially at the moment when we really haven't got a clue what the world's going to look yeah. like actually that's probably a benefit because you know you apply the roles uh you know the rules that you had in 1995 and yeah. you know the chances are that's not going to work now so yeah so i i'm with you on that right but th there's a part I'm not. So I, I think structure and process and having, Andy calls it a, a culture of no surprises. Yeah. And when your head works like my head or yours, there's a lot of surprises because we're thinking of something else every day and people have to keep us in check. Um, so I, I'm trying, <laughs> we're trying to work out all the mad shit that's going to go through my head now so we can put it all down and then know where we're going and work backwards from the end result. Yeah, yeah. That's been a fascinating, but at the same stage, um, I don't want a traditional business. So there's a couple of things that I think are going to change forever from this. One is remote working. I yep. think that's going totally to always be here. I think, um, Hey, listen, we've more access to people than we ever had people like, you know, Let's just jump onto Zoom. Let's make this happen. It's so easy. Exactly. People, people are better with their time because of that. That's, um, definitely, that's definitely going to stay. No doubt. Yeah. Um, and the marketing piece. And like we, we were quite early on the, the journey of, uh, of you know, going out there and sharing our client's brand and piggybacking off that, in fairness, and building our business from that. Yeah. And that's something I, I believe that that will be there to stay. So sharing that value with clients, yeah. uh, you know, helping them with their brand and in return, you'll have growth. You're going through some changes at the moment. Walk, walk us through it. Um, so uh, I think, it, I mean, it's, it, we were kind of walking this direction anyway before, um, before COVID-19 um, and because uh, we'd started to put on LinkedIn boot camps and, and sort of training sessions on really how to sort of help people fire up LinkedIn for themselves and their businesses and all the rest of it. Um, so kind of we're, we're, we're describing it as a pivot during, during pandemic. Um, I think all we've really done is actually go from a slow snail's pace walking in this direction to the 100 meter sprint to get it to get it to where it is now. Um, I, I mean, I think it for me, it comes, I mean, I, I'm, I've learned it's weird. I'm, I've got a, a great idea for a video, actually, that I've kind of found myself at the age of 50 plus. Uh, 
Um, and you know, some people find themselves in their twenties, they know what they're going to do and all that kind of stuff. I really feel now that I'm doing something, especially with, with Red Sprout Media, that I'm so utterly passionate about um, and I'm actually loving every minute. So, I mean, for me, because I've, I've worked in the recruitment industry for uh, nearly 30 years. And so I, I kind of know, I kind of know the reactions that a lot of recruiters or recruiter directors, recruiter owners are going to take to to the, this current situation. And it is a little bit of, um, and I, I totally get why, because the last time, they sat on a desk was probably in you know late 80s or 90s or whatever and the playbook then was very different the internet wasn't here it was roller decks and yellow pages and a telephone yellow pages for those millennials that are watching is a directory of businesses in your local area because <laughs> they don't even produce the yellow pages anymore um and then but we you know we made a ton of money back then doing that but it, it always in our industry seems to be the sort of go-to playbook when um when things get tough and i can so see that happening again um you know as we start to come out of this and people come out of furlough you mm. can just hear the recruitment owners and directors screaming 100 calls 100 calls get on the phones get on the phones and it's it's that same direction that everyone goes in and yet actually the world has completely changed in that time and i'm not for a minute saying that the phones are not an incredibly useful tool. Of course they are. But actually, who wants to be making 100 cold calls a day when actually you can build brand, you can, you can allow people to get to know you, you can be putting out content that means that people can relate to it, it's engaging, it's educational, it's inspirational. And so when you do pick up that phone, you're known. You know, they, they know of you, they've heard of you, and actually they, there's a massive differentiator. Um, and equally, beyond that as well you actually then find that people phone you when they've got a need because they know of you and they've seen your your content and, and the stuff that you're doing um and so i'm so passionate about this because we've done it ourselves as well for the last few years a yeah. very 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 sort of inbound focused strategy um that i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a sort of reactionary and, and, a, and a revolutionary and i kind of want to i kind of want to help other recruiters take that journey as well and see that there are benefits i think there's a difficulty as well though because recruiters are naturally going to go it's, it's going to be very knee-jerk because what we do especially in in times of desperation is we become incredibly reactive and so and transactional so we we want to get the next job and we want to get the interview sorted out because there's the placement and actually you know adopting an inbound strategy and getting incoming inquiries coming through is longer term thinking uh, i mean for us it was incredibly long term thinking because we didn't know what we were doing and we were testing it all, all along the way but it is months now rather i mean we can definitely help recruiters in months rather than rather than years which is what it took us to kind of get there um and so you know that's that's the it, it was to be honest it was a no brainer for us to go down this route and and to and to you know, offer this as a service now. Let me pick some of that apart. So yeah. as I, I mentioned when we were starting, the last time I interviewed you, I left the room and I said, he'll, he'll have a marketing business in six months time, 100% sure, because you talked about marketing the whole time. Yeah. And you're unbelievably passionate about video editing and yep. about like getting into the minutia of it. And, uh, and that's my ADHD coming out. Yeah, but, I, but well, you say that, but it's also the passion, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the bit that was interesting, what you just said, was um, on the way up and out of this, you think that owners are going to revert to type and they're going to turn up the heat. Um, that, that, that's going to be interesting because um, that's when us as a business will benefit from that because 
that's when their top performers start coming to the market going, do you know what? The environment's changed. Yep. It's not It's not for me. Um, the, the second bit that, that, that you said there that's interesting, um, the, in terms of building an inbound strategy, it, it takes a period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to get it to get it really like really well done, and especially if you want to get it done so it's working in the background, so you're free yep. to do lots of other stuff. And um, the tricky piece with that is people don't last in recruitment long enough, so companies have to make a a, a real choice on how long they can afford to hire somebody for before they get profitable yep. within this. Whereas the traditional model was. You're in, you're out in three months if you're not profitable. I think uh, just just picking up on that, uh, and you've, it's an incredibly valid point. Um, and so the, I think, the, you know, like we did, the, the core content creator, content producer, the, the face of the brand was me and I owned it. And I think that's where a lot of recruitment directors have got, have got to actually look at, at what their role is in this as well, because... Again, you, you're absolutely right. You bring people on, and you want them to be profitable very quickly. So we we were getting into that cycle where we were bringing consultants in, without the need to sell, because the pipeline of incoming inquiries was was driven by me, the owner of the business. And so they came in and they funneled out to those consultants. So what happens is those consultants get to profitable really, really quickly, yeah. and actually, ha- you know, anchoring. Um, that's that inbound strategy on the owner or certainly the directors of the business um, there's so much less risk that those people are going to disappear and you know you can still have churn as we do in the recruitment industry and consultants that may not be performing to the level that we need them to perform but actually it's still anchored in the main people in that business so you're funneling you're funneling those opportunities those jobs those vacancies through to the consultant team that you have and I totally believe that actually consultants should also be a responsible for building their own um, online reputation as well but I think it's really got to be the 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 main people in the business Um, and then you've got a model that actually is is is, you know risk-free in the sense that you're controlling it it's it's all hanging on you and so you you funnel it out to the guys from there there's 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 a couple of people who've done it well in in uh, amongst our clients Toby Babb's done it well in the UK um, and He's also done it well from the next the tier of, of his co-founders. Yeah. Um, and they've, they've invested he- heavily in that. Um, what you're describing, though, he's an anomaly on that, but wh- what you're describing probably will work best for founder-led boutique-style businesses where they're not going anywhere. They're probably not going to exit. Um, and, uh, and, and our other client, Joe Mullings, would be probably... Yep person who, who's done that from uh from a perspective where he's involved in everything that comes in the door yeah. and everything's built around that centerpiece of a brand and the people under it he has two others that that have sub that have decent enough brands as well and it filters down and it feeds down um i still think it can be a big company i mean look at you know, I mean, to, to name the most famous people, um, Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, Alan Schultz, yeah. you know, big, brand, big, big personalities. And, sure, but and, name me, name me, name me the CEO of four different uh, London listed recruitment firms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but you can't. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, 
with the, they don't do it right um because the machine is there the process is there on the machine yeah and the the interesting piece would be is it'll only ever change if it stops working do you think it's going to stop working i, th I certainly see we, i think i th certainly think we're going to see less recruiters um as a result of this um we're going to find that um it's a hell of a lot tougher uh, to 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 grow business, to build, to you know, to win new clients. Because yeah. depending on how we come out of this, and I think that is the big unknown right now. Um, you know, there's a, there's a there is a difference between normal recession and, and what we're going to come out of. Mm. I mean, it's, you know, we know it's going to be a protracted release from lockdown. That in itself, I think, will probably make clients a little bit risk averse. So you're going to hire at the point at which we could potentially go into a second lockdown. What's the impact on your cash flow and all that sort of stuff? So these these are, these things will be ringing around in people's heads. But there's a bigger difference here. And the bigger difference is that actually government are showering us with money. So, you know, small business rates relief grants, furlough scheme, you know, the new bounce back loan. And so, you know, trying to trade in a recession when your bank is dry, um, you know, really, really sort of, you know, hones the thinking, you know, because we've got to, you know, this is all we can afford. We're in survival mode. Whereas actually, if people have done, their sort of due diligence during uh, during this part and really killed as much of the cost as they possibly can in their business they could be coming out of this with a with a bank account that's actually not that bad and yeah. so what's the you know what are the th what's the thinking behind that what's that money going to be used for the bounce back loan is a classic you know we're going to get that for a 12 month period without any capital repayment a low interest rate at the end of it and six years to pay it off and you get 50 grand in your bank if you're a business that's got a turnover of under 200,000 pounds you know yeah. that's a massive cash injection for a business yeah we just uh, we just went for it there um it's a no-brainer not to isn't yeah. it you know you've got to do it oh. so you've got cash in your bank so how's, really how's your thinking you about going to spend that money it's only going to cost you three grand over the next uh five or ten years or something so that's like for for me, that's that's a no brainer. Even if you don't think you need it, you should still take it, in my view, because let it let it sit in your bank account. You know, when it gets to then starting to pay back an interest, well, give it back because there are no early repayment um, penalties either. So just give it back, but it's sitting in your bank account, and then your your thinking starts to change as a, you know when you're in business because you're thinking, okay, well, what can I use that money to to generate business for me? How can I turn that into more cash? So you're you're in actually entrepreneurial territory because there's money on the table, you can play with it. So that's that's why I think this could be a little bit of a different scenario coming out of this situation I because cash cash wins. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um and we're looking to pivot as well. You know, we're 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 working on announcing a couple of senior hires to get into other areas. Um, and we were going to do it without this, but now that that's come in. Yeah. And there you go. So you just exactly just proved the point. You know, this, it gives you options to start thinking of ideas, how to grow, how to turn it into money. And there'll be so many businesses in the same territory. That's actually really exciting and actually could give us a, a real glimmer of hope coming out of this that we can actually bounce back. Yeah, and I've been I've been through that cycle of thinking all the way through this, you know, thinking oh, the guys that are saying we're going to go into a V-shaped and any, you know any letter-shaped recession that you want to think of. Um, I, I thought the V-shaped guys were off their heads, you know, because actually it's not going to be a quick bounce back. You know, money in the bank, uh, we could see some some growth start coming through quite quickly. So maybe we would go into a V-shape 
um, bounce back and it, and it and you know it's we start to really generate some uh, some growth and some you know some interesting businesses so who knows so what's the uh, what's the offering um, to to recruiters so I'm I'm Mr. Recruiter content oh, hey, is that's king. Our, that's, content is king I put out a video this morning on, on LinkedIn is he going to make me famous yeah. I don't know I'm not very good at social is he going to do all the work for me do I have to do it what does it yeah, mean yeah and of course we, we uh, you know for, for a certain ring, amount of money ring for ring a, hello for a certain amount of money we will do absolutely everything for you of course we will um <laughs> and um but the, the the premise of this whole thing is that um, is that content is king, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we we all get wrapped up, and I do the same thing. You know, we get wrapped up in the software and the tech and the journey that that we want clients to go on, and we want to get them into the marketing funnel, all this kind of stuff, and we plan it within an inch of its life. Um, and but we're actually not spending huge amounts of attention on the the content at the start that gets people into that funnel. Um, and so by content, con- you mean story. Yeah, content is king. And so um, our first offering is essentially work because I mean, I've spoken to so many recruiters over the last two, three weeks now, and 99.9 of them have said exactly the same thing. Yeah, this is all great. But what the hell do I talk about? And then I'm challenging them to say, and you also need to be consistent. And they say, well, that's even worse. I don't know what to talk about for, for one piece of content. Never mind, be consistent with it. So that overarching content strategy, building up actually the, 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 the pillars, the, the content ideas, the stories um, from which you can make content, that, that's our number one offering. Uh, because it's the one bit that you know we see it all the time you know we see it all the time um and because largely we, we've been told by so many of the of the social gurus you need to do social you need to do linkedin you need to do video so we all go oh hi um i need to do video so i'm just going to tell you what i'm doing today and no one gives a monkeys because it's the most boring content because what we haven't done is actually say okay where's the story in this what's the why 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 am i producing this piece of content is it interesting to my to my target audience to my audience who are my audience what are they made up of what's their interest doing that whole overarching piece it's got to be the starting point and everything else then hangs off it. So that's, that's our level, a level one, level one offering is let's get this con- content journey really sorted out. And then you can build in, you know, client journeys and the, the software and all that kind of stuff after. But if you've got the content nailed down, um, then, you know, you're, in, you're, you're on the right path, basically. Have you picked your ideal client? Yeah, I think it is. You know, I mean, we did the same thing when we were um, in the recruitment business and we're running Red Sprout was that actually we wanted to go small, medium sized enterprise because actually all your eggs are not in one basket. You've got a relationship with the person that actually runs and owns the business. So that's great for for relationship building and all of the future. And so. So, yeah, those recruiters that are at at that level that are, um, you know, I mean, we're quite happy. And in fact, a lot of the conversations and some of the clients that we've already converted are, are solopreneurs. They're, they're independent recruiters who really want to increase their um, their lead generation model, essentially. So anything from there up to, well, do you know what? I mean, if a deco calls, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> figuring it out. Um, it'll be interesting, to, it'll be interesting to, to see where you go with it. Um, I think you're right, though. The, the biggest bit that they all get wrong is the creativity piece and knowing how to tell their story. Yeah. We're, we're very good at facts, you know, as well. And, and, and I think it does take a certain brain. I'm lucky because my brain's very creative. But um, 
you know, we, we're very good at presenting facts, but actually when you present facts, it's utterly, I mean, you, you, everyone's been there, haven't they, at the, at the talk when someone's got a, a slide up there with a bloody graph on it and they're just talking you through numbers and you're literally yawning your head off. But there's a story behind those numbers. So actually finding that story and turning it into something that actually means something to people, that's where, that's where content just comes to life. Yeah. Um, but it takes, I mean, I've said this, to people all the way along you know 90% of the work that goes into one of our videos is nothing to do with picking up the camera and editing the video it's actually coming up with the idea and creating the story out of it that's where the vast majority of the effort and the work goes into and if you've got that right then actually almost you know it doesn't matter the quality of the video and the, the editing necessary because the story is just so amazing and so that's the bit that we've really just got to get right with people um and how does how does it work is it like a once-off is it uh can be yeah because we'll work with people in terms of uh, getting that over that that overarching sort of strategy in place and then say you know because we're very conscious at the moment that you know money is tight no doubt about it so we will do one-off we'll help people come up with that content strategy piece work out content pillars start hanging some stories off those pillars and give people a, a really good playbook in terms of content for month one and then do you know what yeah, guys, go go go! Knock yourself out and see what you can do with that because that's the juice. That's the real secret sauce. Um, and then, if some of those people then want to turn into retained clients, where we're really starting to get into the uh, to the minutia of actually creating videos that really really rock and and uh, and actually helping people come up with um, you know creating those stories, the stories around the pillars that we've created. First of all, we're quite happy to work with people on an ongoing basis on that. But on that. Uh, you know, moving forwards and then the other piece for me after that which I just don't know if people have got the cash and the money yet uh, to be able to do this is that investment in in marketing automation where you actually got that sort of production line you're producing great content people are going into the funnel um, and everything's kind of start to sing and clients kind of come out at the bottom of it yeah but but there is a financial financial commitment in terms of doing that to work with people like HubSpot it yeah. costs money um, so but you know w without all of that stuff there are still some great hacks that we've created actually over um, over this lockdown period where you can kind of hack that a little bit for for very very little money uh, and you've still got that funnel effect and there's no doubt about it that you know businesses like hubspot are the are the premium thing but you know who's got a grand a month at the moment to, to spend on you know the whole range of, of, of services that hubspot offer. what uh, what's going on with linkedin at the moment it, have they changed their algorithms yes. Can, yes. Can, you walk us, can you walk us through that yeah, so um, I, I didn't actually discover this. Shay, um, Shay Robottom discovered this. She put out a post about it. There has been an algorithm change. Um, so uh, reach is uh, is a lot less. Uh, and li what LinkedIn are now starting to say is that, that, that uh, where they will send your content is much more targeted to the people that would be interested in consuming that piece of content. So whereas we had a million views on a video last year, I think the chances of that now are reducing dramatically. We've seen views massively down but actually not necessarily engagement down uh, because it does seem to be more targeted and so the people that see it are, are getting involved with it um, mm. but I still think you know we, we're going to see more and more of this we saw it with Facebook as well where you could actually grow an organic yeah. following quite easily um, you can't do that now without putting money on the table the same impact is going to happen on LinkedIn and it's starting to slowly go down that that way um, I think it's still very early days and there is without a shadow of a doubt uh, still opportunity for people to build 
online reputations on LinkedIn for zero spend, um, which is what we did really over the last um, you know, couple of years. Uh, there absolutely that opportunity um, exists because again, look at YouTube. YouTube is riddled with incredibly um, you know, brilliant content creators. And there aren't that many when you start looking around LinkedIn. So the opportunity still exists there. And it, it, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but it still comes down to that one thing. Produce amazing content um, and, and people are going to resonate with that. So it still hangs on, on that whole piece around content. Yeah, the, there's a lot of like, post at this time, make sure you do X, Y, and Z. If you don't tell a good story and you don't make it something that people are going to be like, Hmm. Yep. Oh, that's funny, or that's that's exactly. triggered me in a, in a certain way. Got to be way. relatable. Absolutely, you've got to you've got to create content that's engaging. So, um, either, and there, there's definitely a psychology behind uh, and, a, and a method. Uh, for producing video content on LinkedIn, um, without a doubt, and we're all struggling a little bit. With Have that. you got a method, or does it come intuitively? I think it, well, it's for us. It's it's come through trial and error over okay. a long, long, long time. Um, there is there is a uh, there is a method. Um, very much. I mean, I'll tell you this for a start. Um, this is again, this is not my idea. This is um, Casey Neistat's idea. One of the best YouTubers um, out there with something like 11 million followers. He builds all of his story content in three apps. Um, and, and act one and, so, and you start watching some of his video content on YouTube and you can see how he's how he's built that story but it's essentially three acts set up conflict resolution and so uh, my most famous video was built exactly on this model uh, the, the last thing I've got no friends was built yeah. on set up conflict resolution set up I've got no friends conflict well how do you find friends especially how do you find friends when you're in your 50s because it's difficult we don't go to school so where are all these friends resolution yeah. this is what i did i went to find those friends i met them at a meetup group in a pub and yeah. and you know it wasn't that great set up conflict resolution so story building no, just yeah, using those three acts yeah it's a great but it's funny isn't it because when people start talking about producing content that is that is sort of vulnerable or or yeah. bra you know brave stuff like that you, you know what they don't want is this whole sort of sympathy brigade sort of saying oh you know oh poor you because who wants content like that so and the way to get around that is is to actually give them the resolution this is how i solve this so this is a problem i know everyone else has got this problem too this is yeah. how difficult it is and i'm not sure where to go but this is what i did so you're giving people the answers so you don't attract that oh my god poor you instead you attract that oh my god that's amazing i hadn't thought about doing that i'm going to do that for myself completely different reaction yeah, so the, the resolution phase is really important the journey of the hero isn't it yeah exactly yeah, I mean, I guess when you look at all Hollywood films, it's probably built on the same kind of strategy, you know? <laughs> it's always a good story at the end. All right, uh, Mark, that's us. Tell us, uh, what's the best way to uh, get in contact with the most viral man in the world? Um, uh, uh, email me, because <laughs> my LinkedIn's crazy. So, uh, Mark at experience, it's better to email Olivia. Yeah, oh, damn right. <laughs> you've, you've learned that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best way to contact me is olivia at redsprout.co.uk. <laughs> Thanks very much, Mark. No worries, mate. Good to see you.